Most important thing on the uh, audio podcast is to get that background changed as quickly as possible. <laughs> had to work it's, on this one. It's for me. It's for me, damn it. Mm-hmm. The this part is... that I enjoy. <clears throat> so I had a uh, <clears throat> listener ask um, <laughs> if there was a video segment that they could access. Wait. Mm. There's listeners? Shockingly, yes. Devoted <clears throat> ones at that, from what I understand. What's up? Devoted ones at that, from what I understand. Sober Cinema has the most engagement. Uh, The least amount of numbers, (laughs) but the most engagement. Um, How are you getting this engagement? Like, how does this happen? uh, Sometimes in real life. uh, Sometimes through social media. um, Complete strangers. We had a guy contact us, I think in 2020. Said, hey, just want to let you know I love the show. Don't know who this person is. Said he just worked... uh, Overnights at like the hospital and was looking for movie podcasts and stumbled across Silver Cinema and really enjoyed it. So and his uh, life was never the same. <clears throat> you know, I just worse. like to think that we we got him through COVID. Hospital twenty twenty. That can't be real. I thought we were just doing this like just to be friends. Um, people are listening to this, okay? Yes, but we reference what our Zoom backgrounds are so much that we did have one listener thinking that they were missing out. On a on a video feed that uh, is out there to the world, and <clears throat> thank God there's there's not. Uh, oh, people could handle it. No. <laughs> you have to censor Hyro's background. No comment on my uh, Ghostbuster uh, Ernie here. I actually had to take this picture off my television because I knew this is the image I wanted. Uh, Ernie <laughs> in the, the rain. I don't know what his character's name is. I think it's Radio or Jack. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> His name. <laughs> wow! Oh, that one was loaded up before. Oh, uh, that was Solomon. That, that, that was uh, that was a comedy. Uh, Jared, you know, uh, writing the, the bullets in the chambers just. Oh yeah, before you the wrote Zoom that call. ages ago. <laughs> well, give me a little bit of credit, Jared. I just finished this movie today, so you know it's still somewhat fresh. The Bartels couldn't believe how fortunate they were to find Peyton. I. Adore children, Mrs. Fartell. I love being with them. I, I love taking care of them. For me, it's it's the next best thing to actually being a mother. But they didn't find her. She seems terrific. What's the catch? There is no catch. I think she's great. She chose them. Never let an attractive woman take a power position in your home. All I'm saying is you have to watch your back. Now, their innocence is her opportunity. He has your eyes, you know. Do you really think so? Their trust. Peyton's been great. Has she? I don't know what we would have done without her. Is her weapon. If something happens to my mommy, would you take care of me? Of course I would. And their destruction. There's only one woman for me. That's all you need. Her triumph. When your husband makes love to you, it's my face, you see. Get out of our house. She's turning at me, Michael, just like you said you were. Call the police. Claire, calm down. You don't know what she's capable of. Claire! Anyone can have an accident. Michael? What goes around comes around. Mommy! The hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. My family. The hand that rocks the cradle. <laughs> what are you doing, Hiro? Uh, host of the show. Going to take over all editing duties, make all those important creative decisions. What are we talking about this week? 
uh, hand the rocks to cradle, I guess. Is that what we're doing? There's such a lack of God damn it, you were the one that was on our ass. To record this last week. Hand the rocks to cradle, I don't know. Fuck. All these demands. Did I pay for this? Is that what I said? Yeah, you paid um, for it. You made us. You let us know that. You, look, man, uh, when money's involved, dude. I don't know. What did I share with you recently? I thought I shared this one. Maybe it was uh, cuffs. I thought you shared. It might have been cuffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would never would have heard the end of it. It'd been a fucking another forty minutes on that episode. <clears throat> Hand the rocks the cradle. As I said last week, uh, top box office uh, dog for opening weekend, January tenth through the twelfth, nineteen ninety two. Uh, this is directed by. Um, I don't know. Hyrule, would you say underrated Curtis Hansen? Um, mostly known for LA Confidential, but did have some big, big hits over his, his, uh, his days. What <laughs> did he do the River done? Wild? Did we talk, have this conversation once before? I think he did. Yeah, we had, we talked about it at, at some point. All right. So forget him. He's, he's dead and gone now. Who cares? He did, uh, one movie that we can all agree on. But I remember this one being up there with, uh, like single white female that sort of thing like it was a sort of like a defining um that's bait hyro <laughs> yeah yeah i'm trying i swear i'm an unappreciated host thank god i have those you know 12 fans that send me messages <laughs> curtis hansen did eight mile how dare you i did not know that hyro looks confused <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> hyro <laughs> Oh, he's I'm just scowling left to right. I don't know what he's looking up, but I didn't. You know, Curtis Hansen. This was not meant to inspire <laughs> agitation. Try to engage two or three times, and it's. <laughs> All right, Jared. It better be a damn fine picture for you to go radio silence for the first time. I'm not doing anything, man. I know what you're okay. doing. You're looking for a picture. I am looking for a picture. Oh, all right, shit, Jared. Um. I'm um, sorry. There we go. Uh, Hyro is gone with the stirrups. Uh, <laughs> the gritted out gyno scene. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's what's important uh, here. Guy does not believe in gloves. Doesn't like to keep his hands clean. Likes to keep them moist. Right? Isn't he some Star Trek dude like Q or something? Is like a Star Trek villain? Oh my! God. Come on, guys, let's do it. Hyro, Star Trek. We're trying to. We're bringing the fans in here. We're, we're talking about inserting things in vaginas, and you go with Star Trek. Like, a, <laughs> all right, you know, we just did a whole year of '96, but these are the early days of '92. Hyro's got to get his reps back in, uh, get in fighting shape. <clears throat> I had no memory that a uh, rapey gynecologist was uh, none. The origin story of Rebecca, and I've Romain. seen this like four or five times. I have no memory of this. I, I, I want, is that a young man thing? Because as an old man, I was like, oh shit. Like, this is this is where we, this guy's he's going for it. It's like, <laughs> first patient, I guess. I guess if you're a rapey gynecologist, that's the time you do it when they don't really know your technique. But he's not. I will. I will uh, <laughs> dance on the grave of uh, Curtis Hansen. Not the most subtle <laughs> villainous gynecologist here. A little extra there, Doc. You know, whenever I'm going into a a, um, a, a session where digits are being inserted into me, I'd like a more sterile. Um, uh, conversation there. Rest exam, yes, but when he has, <laughs> he's examining the uh, the bottom bits and then goes up to grope a tit again. Yeah, doing a little bit much there, Doc. You might as well just light a candle, put on some fucking jazz or something. He's not being like, very subtle about it. I liked how the film uh, doesn't even give him 
any sort of send off. Like he's watching TV of the news story, uh, calling him uh, a rapist. And it's like, he's just checking the evening weather, <laughs> grabs a gun and blows his mm. brains out. <laughs> it's a fine time. Bam. <laughs> I knew I this day would come eventually. I say, don't, don't you have some sort of contingency in place? If you're going to be a pervert creeper like that, like didn't even, not even want to try to fight it. <laughs> I no, know. there was no, he said on this. Yeah. No, uh, these ladies are wrong. I didn't drug those people. In some so way, you're saying this is like Twitter, like like we're just the yes. you accuse somebody, and this is a this, very modern movie. This is what Twitter would want the results of. As soon as we, and Shoot in this case, off. we know he's guilty. But as soon as the accusation is made, kill yourself, and then we, <laughs> we can be done with you. Yeah, Q. Anyway, uh, Rebecca DeMornay. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm talking about, Michael. Come on, man. Don't, don't take your nerd hat off. Your stubbornness now, Picard, your arrogance. Do you still profess to be prepared for what awaits you? The board ship is reestablishing its tractor beam. Lock on photon torpedoes. Yes, sir. Without our shields, at this range, there is a high degree of probability that a photon detonation could destroy the Enterprise. Prepare to fire. I'll be leaving now. You thought you could handle it. So handle it. Q. End this. Moi? What makes you think I'm either inclined or capable to terminate this encounter? If we all die here, now, you will not be able to gloat. You wanted to frighten us. We're frightened. You wanted to show us that we were inadequate for the moment. I grant that. You wanted me to say, I need you. I need you. I, uh, I'll admit, I've never seen a single episode of Star Trek. Of any of them. None. I've seen some Not of the movies. the old, the <clears throat> nope. old stuff? Nope. I've seen some of the movies, like, uh, I think First Contact. Is that the one with the Borg? I remember, for some reason, just watching that one. Like, oh, let me see if I can just watch this as an action movie. I think I've seen all the Star Trek movies. And I've seen a heavy dose of the old one with uh, Shatner as Kirk. And then I've seen a heavy dose of the new generation with Picard. But I'm, this new Why? shit with... Uh, well, I mean, you don't really fall into, it seems like, I, I either don't, generation. It's what was on TV. My dad was a bartender, so like he slept during the day. And in the summers, my mom was a secret- secretary. So my brother and I were home alone by ourselves. So it was like that demographic. It was on TV. We had like four channels. It's a shame you weren't on the Cable Guy episode. That's... <laughs> Yeah, where were you on that one? We couldn't afford cable, so we just had like literally like four channels. If you could like steer the rabbit ears good enough and put the U channel on and go to thirty three. I can't believe this is where we went after this uh psychology episode. Villainous <laughs> gyno <laughs> kicks off this movie. And we've not even gotten to the uh, beautiful blonde here. Uh, okay, here's my biggest issue with the movie. They never get to it in the movie, so why should I bother? Okay, all right, fair enough. Ooh. Fair enough. I'm just uh, going to put out there that beyond just the, the looks, uh, and I guess Hyro is the <clears throat> the gentle soul on the ladder who was uh, peeking at the <laughs> nanny uh, breastfeeding. Um, I still am rooting for the evil nanny, Peyton, just because she's the most interesting one. I don't I don't like the the 
the two stiffs, uh, the parents that are being attacked here, it, which is a shame, but it's like, all I know, um, the, like the lead character from is her run on Sopranos. Really? That's about it. Annabelle is Yora. What, what, what is she known for? What's wrong what? with you? What? Okay. Let's go to IMDb. What is her, what is her known for? Jungle fever. Mm. That's a good one. Okay. Jared. Uh, I think that we're going to lose Michael here. Uh, hey, I love Jungle Fever. I think that, that thing's awesome. Uh, no, you don't. Well, in, in theory, it. Jared, as <laughs> filmed entertainment. As a concept, perhaps. <laughs> no, my favorite. So they're looking at that BBC video. <laughs> my favorite bit from that movie is Spike Lee as the best friend. That as soon as Wesley Snipes tells him, hey, I'm happy. <laughs> Stepping out, my wife runs and tells his wife, "Guess what, my buddy's doing? He's the worst <laughs> fucking friend in the world." But also uh, believable. God that bless Spike right. for playing such a a terrible role, but uh, humorous I, nevertheless. I I cheated on Drew for the first time. You did that? When did this happen? The other day. Yeah. I thought you were gonna drop a bomb. <laughs> Well, uh, she's white. White? Man, are you on crack or something? You're crazy. She's Italian. H-bomb. From Bensonhurst. Nuclear Megaton bomb. I know you didn't bone her. Nah, 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 uh-uh. I know you got better judgment than that. Right, I do. That's right, no. Good. My man. Good. That's right, I didn't. I'm glad you didn't bone her. Nope. No. You could have, but you didn't. No, no. She put it in your face, but you refused. Because you're... Strong. You're strong. a strong black man. Strong black man. Ooh. Ooh. I threw on the table. Oh, Flippy, you did. You boned her. And I was... Promised, you promised. Nuclear holocaust. Hey, man, it just happened. I mean, it was just... Got a bad feeling about this one. Bad. Um, all right. I she, mean, Hyro, the known for. I don't know if IMDb has changed this, but she's got just two. It's, it's this, weird. It, no, everybody. Like I did it for uh, somebody else on a previous show, and it was uh, the same thing. They it, got rid they, of the they grid. Changed it. The four. Yeah, they got rid of the grid. That's one of our bits. IMDb never ceases to amaze me in their fucking tomfoolery because they've trashed this website. You mentioned that uh, how you couldn't get on board with the couple and you were rooting for Peyton. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you here. Okay. Because, look, this bitch. So she <laughs> doesn't have a job. No, no you're mom. talking about the wife. Uh, Claire. Shiora, okay. yes. Right. Look, Hooker, you've got a kid, took your paternity, maternity, leave, maternity leave, and then you have to hire a living nanny, a smoking hot living nanny, mm -hmm. because you want to grow a greenhouse. You also have a groundskeeper and, and a maintenance and worker. a groundskeeper. I, I I don't even fathom mm. what world these people are living in. Hiro, uh, living in a pretty expensive part of the world, expensive city, of America is looking. Th this is your uh, running for the uh, the neighborhood watch <laughs> in the homeowners association. <laughs> this is all of that yeah, coming out yeah. in rage uh, to our lead character here. It really is. It's hurtful because like I paid the. Same amount of money that Dave paid for his palatial estates hmm. 
Dave, uh, the fan, cue the fan thing. There we go. Uh, hey, for his palatial estates in Kentucky for like an 1,100 square foot condo here. Surprise, surprise. Hey, Bobby. Now do you care? Sign her up, Bobby. And then all around me are these millionaires who have greenhouses and, uh, and live in nannies. Uh, and I wonder, I go to the park. I take my kids to the park. And there are <laughs> nannies watching the kids. And they all look like they're ready to take my husband and you know throw me out of the window and do all this stuff. Do they all look like uh, Rebecca DeMornay here? Better. Damn. Okay. Are you saying that because you're not really a fan of hers? Or you're just saying that that's that's No, I'm a big fan. I'm a huge okay. fan. I was waiting for the goods to come out. I was like all, all on board with DeMornay. Jared, you can't. You, I mean, Whoa, were you disappointed that they didn't come out? Sorry to interrupt, Jared. Uh, hold that thought. Mm-hmm. Click on Rebecca De Mornay. She has the old fashioned known for. She's got the four movie posters and everything. Runaway Train is number one. Risky Business, Hand the Rocks the Cradle, and then Wedding Crashers. Hmm. I don't know about that. Two of them I agree with, but and I love Wedding Crashers. But well, she I'm does sure. have it. Yeah, I like that. We we made an exception for her. See. All right, that opening sequence in Wedding Crashers is, uh, and she's there opposite the goat, obviously. I don't even remember what the question was, Jared. I'm sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> go comatose for me, baby. I say we're going to go off on the Pat Healy nonsense spiral here in a second. <laughs> here we go. Here Thank we you go. to Webb. We'll cut to uh, the letterbox reviews for the the hand that rocks the cradle, and then we'll come back. Uh, what did you ask, Jared? By the way, I, it was my fault because I cut him off. When it comes to films, there are critic reviews, there are user reviews, and then there's Letterboxd. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle Holy shit, the ablest, racist depiction of the disabled black man in this is Stephen King-level offensive. No amount of sympathy for the women in this will overwhelm that shit. And bearded husband creeped me out the entire time, too. The white-bred, middle-class suburban picture-frame model family bullshit was too much. I don't buy it. I've seen too much of this country's facade peeled off to find its unironically positive portrayal anything but an unsettling lie, juxtaposed with Ernie Hudson's unfortunate role here. It's a portrait of the parasitical existence of whiteness. That this positions the conflict between the women as part of the long, tired trope of women against women, not as a deconstruction, but as a straight deconstruction only adds to its insidious nature. Finding treasure, finding empathy, finding something resonant here is fine if you see in Peyton, Marlene, or Claire some buried metaphor that works for you. But overall, this is just another sexist, racist, ableist thriller. Review by Sally Jane Black Kathleen's VHS Collection, 2017 19 out of 100 Fucking amazing! Review by Amy Garage. Five stars. Fuck Peyton till the day I die. Review by Eve. Five stars. I loves me some 90s movies about bitches who are cray cray. Review by Rex. Three stars. 
I cried a lot over Solomon at the end because he was the cutest character ever. Review by Sylvie Hewson. Three and a half stars. I saw this at the cinema more than once since I had the opportunity before getting VHS and seeing it on TV. Review by Movie Girl 25. Iconic knickers in the garage scene. Review by Childbirth. Four stars. Yeah, no kids for me. Review by Virginie M. Three stars. Starting out the holiday season with this gem. Because this is a Christmas classic in my family. Why? Because my mom liked getting thrillers from Hollywood Video for Christmas. That's just who she is. Review by Anthony. Three and a half stars. Now I'm relying on how I remembering what he said. 45 seconds. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of like Wedding Crashers comments. Like her name is Chastity. <clears throat> She's white trash. Something in terms of uh, me getting peaked when nipples came out. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you, you, you might be surprised because you might have found my crypt tonight. Uh, whenever it has to deal with feeding a child boy, it uh, disgusts the shit out of me. It is uh, <laughs> totally a practical tool for yeah. uh, feeding an infant. Nothing. Nothing, uh, nothing sexual there, pal. This is some <laughs> personal growth. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> so you love the titties until a, a child suckles onto it? Uh, the context of it just does not uh, does not thrill me whatsoever. I was. Uh... That's kind of weird because you're like the king of. I'm bringing over the high life. I'm I'm bringing over Barney Wait. videos on, on a, probably VHS. I'm a pervert. Kentucky. I'm a pervert, but when it comes to children latching onto them, boy, it fucking kills it. It kills it big time for me. Hmm. You're in my spot. Get out of there, <laughs> That's <kid. mine. laughs> I'm the tit licker here. This is Get a out of here. weird comparison, Jared. I only had one note. Uh-huh. Uh Because I was, uh, as we waited for you to I guess, finish the movie, uh, <laughs> I looked up uh, Siskel Niebert's clip on the hand that rocks the cradle. Um, Siskel was greatly offended by this movie, and <laughs> since since we've moved back to 1992, offended, we can't huh? we can't make any of the the, the brain tumor no, cancer jokes. I don't think functional um, at this point. Yeah, we we don't have a, a doctor here to clarify how early that that process is, but I'm I'm sure he was, you know, mostly fit. Coming up next, the review of the most popular film in the country right now, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. They never caught who did it. But I firmly believe what goes around comes around. That's Rebecca De Mornay as the nanny with a deadly revenge motive in The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, a film that exploits a parent's nightmare. Bad domestic help. Very bad domestic help. <laughs> I had trouble accepting the premise of this picture because of the casual way in which the nanny is hired in an early scene by the mother, Annabella Sciorra. I can't believe I forgot that I had an appointment with you. I'm usually so good about these things. Well, actually, I didn't have an appointment. Oh. Did the agency just tell you to stop on by? Well, no, I'm not with an agency. Come on, would anyone really hire a stranger off the street to work in their home with their children, including an infant? Much more believable is the supporting character of the mother's best friend, played by Julianne Moore. Never, ever let an attractive woman take a power position in your home. Very bad position. <laughs> power. You heard what I said. The friend is a terrific character. It's too bad she doesn't have more scenes in the picture. But my biggest objection to Hand the Rocks the Cradle is to its scenes with the children in jeopardy or psychic pain. For example, 
when the nanny beds down with the little girl and sets up a fear of the child's mother abandoning her. Your mommy died? And who took care of you? I had to take care of myself. That's really kind of cheap. In my opinion, a movie has to be awfully good to justify using a child in pain. Something at the level of The Exorcist can get away with it, not this. And I felt that way a long time before I became a parent. There are some fun thrills in The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, to be sure, but I found a lot of it distasteful, too. Um, this is the kind of argument we have very frequently because you find things that are implausible and so forth in a film and other things you object to. I found this film worked, and that's usually the way I approach it. I go to a thriller expecting to be thrilled. I don't go expecting to have all of my sensibilities respected and uh, all of my sensitivities uh, honored because I know that in a movie like this, I, I can almost anticipate exactly what it's going to be Can I ask about. you one question? Yeah. Would the picture have been better if you had bought the premise? See, that's the where we do have this argument. You'll say, but Gene, you've got to grant a movie its premise. And I say, not really. Let him write a better premise, then I'll grant it. I grant the premise. I, uh, you could pick up the paper and read about killer nannies right now, going on all over the country. Oh, Roger. And that's true. What it's newspapers true. do you read? Uh, they had a big case in England. I was just on vacation. <laughs> they had her picture all over page one. This is, but apart from that, in most of these thrillers, the premise is not too likely. Look at Fatal Attraction. Or look at Jagged Edge. It's Fatal not that the premise is likely. It's that it touches on a fear I, that we all have, and that's why it appeals I to us. I said it. that it touched on fear. And I think the one thing you didn't really give yeah. uh, fair uh, hearing to was Rebecca De Mornay's performance in this film, because she does, I think, a very good job, a, a very, very sound job, of being the villainous in this film, and I think it's an effective I, performance I think she do, that works. I think it's an effective performance, and I said that it touches on fears. I'm just saying, uh, what about the, the cheap way of using the kids? You didn't like those scenes. Come on. You like those I scenes? I found them very interesting because I saw them as a portrait of the evil of that woman. Okay. When we come back after Dances with Wolves and Robin Hood, Kevin Costner was a hero for our times, but not everyone likes his latest movie hero. We'll talk to him about the controversy surrounding JFK. Uh, he's just wrong here. He was offended uh, by the scenes of children in jeopardy. Uh, his words, uh, psychic pain, such as when the nanny, his words again right he here, fucking such, high? such as when the nanny beds down with the child to turn her against her own mother. What? Interesting kind of, I don't know. I mean, I, d I didn't have any of those thoughts really. Like I, I was kind of concerned when julian moore was killed off of course you know you know my taste that know. that's what i was greatly offended I by but fucking pause it from the tears <laughs> but i will say jared that she did kind of deserve it and that she i guess like a, a karen she want to be the one to speak to the manager speak to her friend and deliver <laughs> well, the bad news she's gonna tell anyone else and she decides to go and tell this psycho bitch who she knows is a sociopath yeah, uh, guess what is... i'm about to do i'm about to rat you out where is she now <laughs> this film is rife of uh, white womenisms <laughs> up and down yeah, the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Here's my problem with this fucking movie. <laughs> Wait, why is that your problem, Hiro? Because it's, it's just elitist nonsense that I just couldn't get on board mm. with. Like, just I drives just me nuts. Jared, I can see having a problem with it. Because of all the various people I host podcasts with, Jared's the only one that has <laughs> an alternative option to white women. <laughs> Everyone else is in the bag for the white ladies. Jared, I thought, would hate this movie. I don't hate it, but again, it's like I'm sitting here with like, boy, this is a set of problems that I just don't, <laughs> I don't get. Mm. I don't understand these problems. 
Um, just it does have that movie check. thing where, <laughs> like, this where is white no one asks in, anyone else a question, yeah, ever. This is, this is white people in a horror movie bullshit. Like, this woman just shows up to your doorstep. Like, yeah, you can be the nanny. You're nice. We're Let, not me on, your bag. Yeah, Let me grab that lighter. We have a basement that nobody's using, and uh, yeah, it's yours. It's good. You could bring your see-through fucking uh, nightgown and shit. You Where know? does uh, Ghostbuster Ernie live? Does he not get to live in the house? Not good enough. <laughs> does he have a shanty somewhere on the grounds? And then <laughs> the, do they demolish it to build the greenhouse? The vetted, oh, he shows up from the home. Yeah, from, there's a home for these people. The mentally deficient vetted man has no <laughs> use around your children. But a white woman incognito comes up and, uh, yeah, give me the baby. Give me both babies. You can go off. They say, I'm not allowed to touch the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does have a place where he can dig. And... <laughs> Yes, yes, he's really blossomed. He sure does. He's got a he's got a forehead like a drive-in theater, but he's a good shit. I cannot go through a movie now. Uh, fucking Tropic Thunder has destroyed me to the point it's like I cannot process anybody that's mentally deficient in a movie without going Jared, through that whole. Say the word that you want to say. Go ahead, buddy. It's okay. You're in you a safe place. Retard. There it is. There it is. I, I mean, basically what Peyton. Blonde white lady just comes up and she just lays it out there yeah, before she, she slaps him and makes him cry. Are you a retard? No. Did you like looking at me? Did you like looking at me? My version of the story will be better than yours. I will let you hurt them. They're my friends. I will let you hurt them. She's, she asks him. She doesn't tell him. She doesn't call him that. She's like, hey, are you a retard? Mm-hmm. And then slaps the shit out of him. <laughs> okay. There's one way to do it. There's one way to treat people. Good with his hands. Builds a fence. Not retarded. <laughs> I like that Solomon uh, like enjoys joking on it. You know what I mean? Like when he's like measuring it out and he's doing steps and does he's counting he the wrong number. Does he enjoy joking on it or is he just... He just with the hand I got system. dealt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. <laughs> so I gotta fuck with these these rich ass white people, man. But I couldn't count. That's on you, not me. <laughs> I was waiting for him to pull the imaginary gun out of his waistband, break yourself, and then just you don't really just dig into the white people. I, I'm gonna uh, throw a a lob here to to Hiro to defend uh, his his home country. Uh, this oh, is a boy. review from uh, Candace Russell of the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Uh, this was a, a fresh review. Um, the Hand That Rocks the Cradle is that rare thing, a re- realistic thriller wise enough not to sell short any of its characters. Just pe- be prepared to become very, very scared when you see it. Is this like one of those uh, 
publicity tour things where someone's just happy that Rebecca De Mornay like sat in front of them for two seconds because it, it sounds I feel like somebody got paid for this. Yeah, yeah. they're trying somebody to get on the poster. Yeah, yeah, somebody got paid for that. And uh, you know, in South Florida, <laughs> we are uh, want to be paid for a lot of things. So <laughs> there, yeah. there was another review uh, from another a lady, Sue Heal of the Radio Times, that just said this is pure unbridled hokum. Uh, but it's extremely effective until the last 30 minutes uh, when the plot rapidly self-destructs. I can, I'm okay with that one because I, I don't think this is yeah, offensively fine. bad. I think, I think it's uh, think suitably it's trashy, vanilla, but, you know, yeah. for my taste, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. white women fighting in the rain, boy, give me a sign <laughs> me up. <laughs> they, they they, the, the cat fight could have been better. I think that's what Sue Heal of Radio Times was you saying. You could have ripped a shirt or two <laughs> while you were Thank fighting. you, Jared, for hey, saying boy. what needed to be said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I can choreograph a nice white woman fight. <laughs> some water, some sheer nightgowns. Do you believe the husband? Either one of you here. He's one of the worst yes, actors I've ever seen. I'll have you know that my legs happen to be broken. I cannot get up these steps. <laughs> I'm a one-woman man, and I mean my wife. You fucking idiot. Like, he's one of the worst. I've, uh, that, I've, that was one of the few notes I made. It's like, boy, this is a very calm double leg breakage. Matt my femur is sticking out of my skin. Oh, Jesus. dear. <laughs> Mr. Matt McCoy being slandered of the sober cinema. Jesus. Love it. Terrible. Terrible. This is terrible. his eight. Even Matt McCoy's got the posters, Hiro. He's got the old-fashioned known for it. Oh, so you and I are more fascinated as, like, why the fuck is uh, IMDb, you know, closing shop on, uh, like, if you go to Q, does Q have a... God damn it. Yes, Q does Christ. have it. Jesus Christ. Position? 070, Mark 63, sir. Back where we started. That was a difficult admission. Another man would have been humiliated to say those words. Another man would have rather died than ask for help. I understand what you've done here, Q. But I think the lesson could have been learned without the loss of 18 members of my crew. If you can't take a little bloody nose, maybe you ought to go back home and crawl under your bed. It's not safe out here. It's wondrous with treasures to satiate desires both subtle and gross. But it's not for the timid. Uh, yeah, Matt McCoy, The Hand That Rocks the Cradles is the only movie. Uh, the other ones are Jack Ryan, Silicon Valley, and Seinfeld as Lloyd Braun, which I think he, in that episode, he was quite drawn to uh, Elaine's breasts. I think and she comes in <laughs> from the rain with a button undone. But here, Jesus Christ, I don't, I don't know. Like, at least have him be tempted somewhat. More so than... Like his face is like glacial. It's the same. No matter if it's his kid crying, it's Rebecca Mornay bending over in the kitchen. He has the same, same expression. But he's like for for me, he's like one of those that guys. Yeah, he's yeah. a very recognizable face that uh, was very popular in that era. Like I look at the top cast, like Rebecca Mornay, Ernie Hudson, yada yada yada. They're all very of the era actors. So okay, I'm gonna I'll get us off the movie here because uh, you kind of brought it up uh, in the cuffs uh, episode. So is this more for you what '96 was for us? Because I, I felt like me and Jared were getting a lot of stuff where it's like, yeah, I've seen this on VHS like a thousand times or DVD. But at least at least looking at our list for '92, I don't know if Jared feels that way. 
there's, I mean, there's some stuff maybe I've seen bits and pieces of, but like Hand That Rocks Cradle, I know I saw it once, but I just had no memory of it. None of this stuff got any replay for me. I mean, get me to Captain Ron. <laughs> of course, Jared. We'll do it. <laughs> no, this has be- a lot of play for me, man. Uh, this is, uh, this, I've probably seen this 20 times. Jesus. Oh, and yeah. how many times for single white female? Which also is ninety two, right? It's also mm. on our list. Yeah, it's on our in our list. Uh, I've seen that a lot of times as well. Probably about the same. The hyro formative year of uh, podcasting. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And yet, this me and Jerry are going to have to remind him of what he just watched more. <laughs> <as> he... <laughs> like we missed peak hyro. You know, I don't know what that was five years ago, six. Uh, you probably have to dial it back a little bit, even mm. further. <laughs> mm. All right. Um, next up is Free Jack mm. and a story about Juice. Juice is no, free. No, you don't get it. Nope. Juice is free. I mean, it's on Pluto TV, whatever that <laughs> you crackle. Don't get the story. That. <laughs> He's yeah. dangling you don't get it. it. Jesus you don't deserve Christ, it. Man. What the hell? You don't deserve it. Did you already watch Free Jack or something? Are you already pot committed to it? No, no, I have not. But uh, I, can, I watched Juice like two nights ago. Of course. <laughs> I watch it on the regular. I love it. I know movie. the I love joke this. that's coming to me that I'll hate it. Would Jared like juice? Oh, of course I would. You know I would. Ooh, Jared. Mm. Um, no. Uh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys into hip-hop? Like, do you guys listen to hip-hop at all? Like, when you guys... So, when you are coming up, when you were young boys and coming up... Boys. You guys... <laughs> <laughs> bare chested boys, Kentucky boys, and your and your Daisy Dukes, and your tied up shirts. Did you was hip hop a big thing in Kentucky? No, not, not really. for us. No. no. Oh, okay, so like where, where I grew up, it was very very big. So like the. Do you also think that's soundtrack- time period though? Because we're like our teenage years are going to be in the mid to late nineties. Yeah. Yeah, and what, so what was, what was you know that that's. Uh, yep. Who is God, that? You guys are so white. So hip hop, like, <laughs> even got bigger and bigger and bigger as the time grew on. Like, on, uh, late eighties or early nineties is like this, like blossom, but it really breaks off. You know, Dr. Dre kicks off, Eminem kicks off, and all these things. You're gonna listen to Two Jay. Live Crew and then lecture me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think, I think like, you're... he's like, oh, it's the area. <laughs> I think I want you to go back and look at the top forty for hip hop on what like ninety six to ninety nine was. I, I I don't know, man. If you you want to say, I think that you're skipping over some really bad music. I'm saying that for rock as well. That's a pretty bad era. That that sort of those high school years for that. Okay, I guess. We could do it here on the podcast if you want to. I know. I want you to thoroughly think about this so we can, when we start our episode on a free, free Jack, Jack next week, you'll give us <laughs> we a show on early 90s hip hop. <laughs> no, but it was like a big deal. This 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 uh, movie had the soundtrack that was just uh, like a kind of a, a merging of, uh, of um, eras. Right? So I'm like Googling. On now that's what I call rap for the late hey, 90s. I got all those. Um, God, I hate you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Gangsters Paradise is probably the first thing I remember. What are we doing here? Oh no! What's Jared's just playing into my jokes just so brilliantly? <laughs> I know what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> I do have now. That's why I call music '99. And let's see if I can get a track list here. 
<laughs> now that's what they call music 99 is i'm just uh, look i'm saying we have to go off of what was on the radio not don't get into like no 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 here's so, the okay cool so the, 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 the go to billboard's website mm, i prefer amazon with the cd review but i'm also not getting a track listing so um you know what let's just to be continued this i actually want to because i don't i don't trust free jack or juice what we talk about I've got the top R&B. The number one song of 1995 overall was Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. A rap song. Like I told you. I'm hip. Yeah, Jared's the expert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Clearly, Coolio would define a generation of of hip-hop music. That's what would uh, get you into it. I was really jamming out to... Fantasy by Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> the scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengow, any Glen. I'm rums on. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shake and not stir. I have to admit that I've always been curious about Caucasian women. And it doesn't mean to say that white is right and that sisters aren't beautiful. Sisters are beautiful too. But, hey, I mean, I, I was curious, so... I just jumped on it. Literally. Yes, indeedy. <laughs> I mean, hey, 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 hey. I mean, that, that, that doesn't mean to say that because a brother is with a white girl that he's less down. I mean, less progressive. I mean, I'm still very pro-black. You're black, all right. Yes, well, my correct. Very correct. We got a big problem. You and her. The both of you's got the fever. The what? The fever. Both of you's got jungle fever. 